Welcome in to episode 8 of Sports Are Funny with George Arjour. Uh, today we have a jam-packed episode that's a little shorter, but we talked about multiple subjects. We talked about NBA Twitter, uh, how we overreact to everything. We talked about Kawhi Leonard resting. We talked um, about Baker Mayfield, Odell Beckham Jr., uh, the Cleveland Browns player who threatened to kill people because after the loss and then got cut from the team. Um, we talked about the college football playoff rankings and LSU and Alabama for a moment. It's going to be a fun episode. You're going to really love it. Before we get started, make sure you go rate this five stars and press subscribe on iTunes. It really helps us out. And as always, you can find me at Gjarjur on Twitter and at Gjarjur on Instagram. Um... That's J-A-R-J-O-U-R. And lastly, this episode is always brought to you by Sant Sports. That's S-O-N-T sports.com. Sant Sports stands for Sports on Tap. Um, and this is Sports Radio Redefined. And lastly, and one word from our sponsor before we get started. All right, welcome in to uh, Sports Are Funny with George Arjour. So let's get right into it. Um, today I kind of want to talk about, for our first topic of the day, the weirdness of social media and how social media can be absolutely insane if you really want to go about thinking about it. So I'm going to go, so we're going to first of all get our topic here um, with the NBA, start off with that. Uh, I don't think we've done like a complete NBA pod other than the China uh, situation, China debacle, China, whatever you want to call it on this podcast. But what I want to talk about is the hashtag NBA Twitter, hashtag, you know, the Twitter sphere and the audacity and the craziness that is Twitter and the NBA. And it's, you know, a bunch of 16, 17, 18-year-olds mostly. I mean, there's a lot of people my age, too. I'm not just going to call out the youngins. Who just go on Twitter and the NBA and overreact to each and every single thing that happens. And it's starting to drive me fucking insane. And there's three different things I want to highlight this with. First, we're going to start off with LeBron James. Earlier this year, before the season started, and last year, the Twitterverse, the Twitter sphere, NBA Twitter, at the beginning of last year, was calling LeBron James the greatest basketball player of all time, which is an overstatement. I mean, he just came off an NBA Finals loss. Uh, I'm not here to debate whether LeBron or Jordan's better. If you know who I am and you've listened to my other podcasts, you do know that I believe that Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player of all time. And LeBron James is not the greatest basketball player of all time. Um, I'll give you my quick rundown why. Because I think they're about equal in their ability, equal in every single aspect as far as personal achievements on the court. And I think where Michael Jordan hasn't beaten team achievements in NBA championships. So, I mean, if they were both, you know, had... I think that's really like the trump card, to say the least. Now, now, though, earlier this year in the NBA, LeBron James was a bum. LeBron James is in his, 
you know, he's too old. He's not going to be good enough. Anthony Davis is going to be the best basketball player on the team. LeBron's washed up. Go look at the comments if you can like backdate Twitter and go see what people were saying after the Clippers beat the Lakers on opening night that, oh, the Lakers really aren't that good. Oh, like, I was like telling people to take a deep breath and re- relax. And like one of my favorite guys is Bill Simmons. I love listening to him, his podcast. I used to love reading his columns until he started writing columns. I wish he'd come back and write because he's an amazing writer. He even went out like right away after uh, the first game of his season and said, I don't know what you're smoking if you think the Lakers can win an NBA title. Like fucking relax. It was one game. So everyone was all over that LeBron now, James now sucks. Kawhi Leonard's the best basketball player. Jordan's now the greatest. And it was over. And then three, a couple days later, I think LeBron goes last Friday, beats Luka Doncic in one of the best basketball games of the year so far. I love Luka. I think he's he's the future of the NBA. And then after the game, oh, LeBron had a triple-double. Look how great LeBron was. He came back the next night, had another triple-double. Look how great LeBron is. And then had another triple-double, three straight triple-doubles. And now people are calling him the GOAT again. Because he had three triple-doubles, now he's the GOAT. Like, I don't understand. I saw Nick Wright tweet out like oh the best basketball player ever just put up a triple double motherfucker it's the third like it, it what is this november 6 november 6 and we're really ready to make our decision that lebron's better than jordan on november 6 because he had a triple double against memphis they weren't playing memphis but you get my point like, I'm just tired. Like, sometimes I love going on Twitter. I love tweeting. I love arguing with people. But it makes me want to throw up in my mouth how stupid and reactionary people are. That's one. Two, Steph Curry. Like, the Steph Curry thing, Curry thing is driving me crazy on both fronts. Like, I'm a Steph Curry guy. A lot of NBA Twitter is not a Steph Curry guy. And this drives me crazy, too. Why? Because, oh, look at the Warriors. They're one and two. Steph is no good. Steph sucks. Everyone was ready to write off Steph. So then Steph breaks his hand. And all the Steph supporters are like, oh, my God. Look at that. Steph could have done it by himself. We would have never found out because he's injured. And then the Steph haters are like, oh, no, we had three games. We had three games to see that Steph couldn't do it. It's three games. How are people this dumb? We're always ready to make assumptions after three games. God, if you want to make assumptions out of three games in football, which is 16 games, the Patriots were one and two last year and won the NBA championship. The Super Bowl, I'm sorry. So you have one side who's now saying, oh, Steph would have done it because it was three games and we don't have enough. And then we have the other side of saying Steph sucks and James Harden is better because James Harden was able to do it with a far less superior supporting cast. We have three games. We didn't find out about Steph. You know what the answer really is, guys? The answer is very simple always. We have no fucking idea. I don't know if Steph would have, you know, the Warriors and with Steph this year would have finished 30 and 52 and missed the playoffs. And I don't know if they would have finished 45 and 39 and made, or 35, whatever that math comes out there, 45 and 38, 37. And 
and been a seventh seed or if the Steph would have went on an MVP run. My point is we don't know these things, but NBA Twitter is so quick. Some 17-year-old behind a keyboard and Kevin Durant on a burner account are ready to come over and tell you how stupid you are for everything. And meanwhile, my third take, and it's two, like, once again, separate takes, and I'm on one side, and people are on the other side, because you can't ever have any reasonable, you know, middle ground here, is James Harden. So we have two things that are true about James Harden right now. James Harden's a leading scorer in the NBA at the moment. whoop de fucking do I think the team is, what, 4-3? and three. James Harden's the leading scorer. Good for James Harden. We know James Harden can score the basketball. So James Harden's sickle fans are ready to go, the beard, man, the beard leads the NBA in scoring. And then there's my side where it says, through the first five games of the year, he has missed 56 three-pointers and is shooting 20% behind the arc. His field goal percentage is 36.5 and his three-point... Con- uh, percentage is 20%, both the lowest of his NBA career. He leads the NBA in turnovers with 5.6 turnovers a game, and he sacrifices great ISO game to chuck up three three-pointers, and over 42% of his points have come from the free throw line. And both those things are true. He is the leading scorer in the league, and he takes bad shots and has bad shot selection, and he's not playing his best basketball. Does this mean he's the best player in the league? No. Does this mean he, he sucks? No. Does it mean it's somewhere in the middle that he's having a bad year, and he could still lead the league in scoring, and he's a great scorer, and one of the best scorers of our generation? Yes, that's what it means. But I am so sick and tired of living in this world where I have to be on one side completely. I have to really either love James Harden or hate James Harden. Or when I say the truth about James Harden, is he's probably one of the five best scores of the 2000s and but he's kind of bad in the playoffs and kind of shrinks in big moments and I wouldn't want him to be on my favorite team and I don't think he can win a championship can this all be true yes is that I had this conversation with uh, a buddy JC and my brother Sammy and they both will come on this podcast and I told them just because I say I don't like James Harden doesn't mean I don't think he's one of a, a hall of famer an all-star a first team all NBA I'm just saying He's not my guy, and that should be okay. So my message to everyone today is very simple. Hashtag NBA Twitter is sick. I love it. It's like a drug. It's like alcohol. It's like weed. It's like cocaine. It does really bad things for you, but it's also really fun. All right, we're going to take a quick break and come back and talk about Baker Mayfield and the Browns. All right, we're back from the break. Um, hope you uh, enjoy the go. Check out our sponsor, Anchor. Um, here's the thing, guys. Football is a fun sport. Football is also a really hard sport, and football can really, really be brutal to certain people and certain players. Um, and what we're gonna talk about is the Cleveland Browns and Baker Mayfield and um, 
just how crazy this Browns season has been. Uh, before we get to Baker and uh, Odell Beckham Jr. and uh, Freddie Kitchens uh, today also said he doesn't really care about the stats, which is fitting for Freddie Kitchens. Uh, Browns Jermaine Whitehead attacks and threatens people on Twitter and then gets cut. Um, this story is absolutely insane. This is just how bad the uh, the Browns season got. I'm going to try it. Well, I guess the good news is I can actually read this because this is not an FCC show. So Jermaine Whitehead of the Browns um, started replying to people on Twitter after the team lost again, and uh, you know, all the everyone was like, oh, "Browns are going to go on eight game winning streak and make the playoffs." Crowd is all shut up now. Jermaine Whitehead decided to reach back to people on Twitter. Um, one person said, "Just saw two for 110 yards in NTD. Fuck boy." Jermaine Whitehead responded to him, "Don't get shot at, little bitch. Can you whoop my ass? Fuck football. Let me know when you need the address." Uh, the guy responded, you'd probably miss, which is hilarious. Um, some other guy uh, said, only if you stood 10 feet from me when you tweet that bullshit. The guy said, all right, give me a time and place. You suck. Jermaine Whitehead said, 80 Lou grows a Boulevard, Berea, Ohio, any fucking day of a week and called the guy a cracker. Uh, I'm not making this stuff up. Dustin Fox, who uh, works... It looks like he has a blue check, so he works somewhere in the media. It says, Whitehead's effort tackling today is a joke. Hashtag Browns. Jermaine Whitehead tweeted back at him. Come get it, blood bitch. Made ass little boy. I'm out there with a broke hand. Don't get smoked, fuck ass cracker. <laughs> I mean, this stuff is real, guys. I mean, Jermaine Whitehead is calling people cracker, telling people he's going to whoop their ass, and then he got cut. Uh... I mean, it's hilarious. The guy's an idiot. But I just wonder, imagine if a white player was attacking black media and used racial slurs at them, what you know, the woke media would say. The woke media is always so quick to point out, uh, you know, the stuff that makes sense for them. But Jermaine Whitehead got cut. The Cleveland Browns lost again. The Cleveland Browns suck. Um, Baker Mayfield... Decided to come into the game with a beard, shaved it off to a handlebar mustache, and after the game, shaved it to a regular mustache after having one of the shittiest performances of the season. Not his stats. His stats were fine, um, but you know the team just looked lost and bad. Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry, after the game, uh, or at halftime, you know, got told by the NFL they can't wear those shoes. They know the protocol, or they couldn't play anymore, so they had to change their shoes. Freddie Kitchen today came out and said, oh, I'm not into stats, blah, blah, blah. Like, this team is a fucking mess, and um, it got me thinking about the Cleveland Browns. Is this team... Like, is Baker Mayfield going to be able to overcome this team's lack of... I don't know how to put it. Lack of leadership in the front office. Lack of leadership in the ownership. I mean... Jimmy Haslam, who's the owner of the Cleveland Browns, you must remember what team he's uh, famously their biggest booster and biggest alumni, and that's the University of Tennessee, who's also a fucking mess. There's a lot of parallels here. I mean, Cleveland, Bill Belichick couldn't live, win in Cleveland, as sad as it is. If Baker Mayfield wasn't the number one overall pick right now, he might be benched. And there's two guys. There's another guy I want to call out, and I was all over him. And that is um, 
Andy Dalton 2.0 Sam Darnold. The guys sucked, and just like the Cleveland Browns, this organization, the New York Jets, might be too bad to overcome and too much in disarray for Sam Darnold to come, same with Baker Mayfield. I mean, that draft looks like it's pretty obvious now. Lamar Jackson is the best quarterback of that draft. Lamar Jackson's mature. Lamar Jackson doesn't make noise in the media. And Lamar Jackson, I don't know if he's ever going to be a top 10 passer. And I don't know how long his legs are going to be able to stay this athletic. But for the time being, he's young, athletic, and great. So you can't really sit here and tell me that, um, you know, Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold have been dealt a good card. Uh, I wonder sometimes if Sam Darnold was picked by the Ravens or if Baker Mayfield was picked by the Ravens, would they have the same record or would be even better? Maybe. But sometimes a bad organization can overcome and overbear a really good prospect, unless that prospect's a generational prospect like uh, Andrew Luck or a John Elway or a Peyton Manning. Sometimes, man, the cards you are dealt, you, you, you know, you dealt a 2-7 and seven in poker. It's going to be hard to overcome that and win the hand. So that's what I feel about them. Um, a couple quick stories. As I said, today is going to be a shorter podcast. Friday we have a great guest on. I'll announce that on social media. The Dolphins won their first game of the season, so the memes are over. I think now we can switch those memes to the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, it's kind of funny. All season we were saying, oh, are the, are the Dolphins the worst team in history of the NFL? Ooh, the Dolphins suck so bad. They're the worst team ever. And now it's like, yeah, they're probably not the worst team ever. I mean, there's probably there's like four teams that might be worse um, in the NFL today. Um, the college football playoff committee came out, gave their, uh, you know, top four, Ohio State one, LSU two, Alabama three, and Penn State four, and Clemson, who won the national championship last year, are just right on the outside looking in. Um, I don't think this is a problem. I know a lot of Clemson fans will probably be on Twitter and uh, all pissed off and offended. How are you disrespecting the champs? But, you know, it doesn't matter. Clemson, you win out, you're in. Alabama plays LSU. And uh, Ohio State and Penn State, if it holds, will play each other in the Big Ten Championship game. So Clemson, you win out, you're in. So it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. So stop your bitching and moaning and crying. I know, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, it's not their fault that, um, you know, they're not that their schedule is so weak, which is very true. Clemson's one of those rare teams where I feel kind of bad for them in a way, and but they're going to be in the playoffs as long as they run the table. They scheduled Texas A&M and South Carolina non-conference. Both of those teams turned out to suck, uh, and they have the ACC, which turned out to suck. And if they keep going undefeated, well, they'll probably make the playoffs. And that's one thing I do want to say. In my opinion, why are teams scheduling non-powder puff opponents? Like, I was looking at it, right? Oregon's seventh right now. Oregon would probably be four for fifth if they didn't schedule Auburn and lose to Auburn. If they played uh, Roast Beef Tech, James Harden University, and the Caribbean State and been undefeated and go through the Pac-12 play undefeated, you're probably in the playoffs. And we've not had one team out of a Power 5 conference who's been undefeated and not made the college football playoffs so far. And one day we might have it happen where, you know, all five conferences have an undefeated team. Um, 
and then they don't know what to do. But that's not the case right now. So in general, I say it, I don't schedule the Powder Puff Girls. Does it really matter? Not really. My last gripe of the day is with uh, Kawhi Leonard, who's taking his second load management night off, second time on ESPN. It's like he doesn't want to be seen on ESPN or on uh, primetime games or something. You don't need rest, man. Like, I don't, like by th- this point, he's going to use all sick days by December. There, there needs to be, like, I know they said, oh, he has a knee injury, so he's not healthy according to the NBA report. There has to be a way to stop this, like like in, like fines or something for the team or the organization if your star player doesn't play in these games unless he's really injured. And I know it's hard to say, like, how, what's really injured. I don't know. What really injured to me is if you were able to play two nights ago and you're going to play tomorrow night but you can't play tonight because it's just like a random day off, you're probably not that injured. Now, what would happen uh, down the line? Someone is like, gets tor- tears an ACL and everyone goes to Twitter, NBA Twitter. We just talked about that earlier in the show and starts bitching. But until then, man, fuck load management. Uh, my brother tweeted it best. Uh, or Sammy on Twitter, like he's done with Kawhi Leonard. Why do you need a night off? You're 28 years old. And I kind of agree with him. I'm not done with Kawhi Leonard because if they win the championship and he had all these rest uh days guess what it worked at the end of the day what works has to work and you keep going with it lastly lsu alabama this weekend couldn't be more excited uh lsu keeps giving alabama bulletin board material so tua might play is what they're saying if tua plays i kind of like alabama to win this game if uh lsu wins if if Tua doesn't play I think LSU could win they're six point underdogs right now it's gonna be a fun 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 game I don't know man I feel like whoever loses this game still has a shot to make the college football playoff I mean the committee kind of told us by putting two SEC teams in the uh, top four that they wouldn't mind having two SEC teams in the playoff well, all right, guys, that's why sports is for funny. Like I said, today's a little bit of a shorter podcast. Just kind of wanted to shoot the shit with y'all. Uh, Friday, we have uh, Chai Sports Chick coming on. Uh, she's on Instagram. Her name is Taylor Mathis. She is awesome. Uh, check her out. She does some Phoenix Sun sideline reporting and locker room reporting. Uh, she's worked for numerous networks. And she's really fun, and she really knows her sports. So we're going to talk about a whole bunch of different subjects. Um, and we're going to just have fun with it. So check that out. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back on Friday recording. I don't know if we're going to release it Friday, but we're back definitely Friday recording. Thanks. Oh, thank you.